All right, Jesse, random question. Oh, what is your current skincare routine? I have a reason I'm asking you this, but I want to hear what your answer is first. All right. I feel like I'm calling myself out here on this platform. My skincare routine is um, subpar at best. You know, I go to sleep with a clean face. I'll be the judge of that. I don't do, it. I don't do the whole scrub and the, this and the, that, and the peel and the, that. I take my unscented dove bar of soap <laughs> and I rub it in my hands and I rub it on my face and I rinse it off in the shower. Cause I'm a night shower or okay. so shower at night, shower at night to wash my hair. And then I get okay. rinse off and then I do my hair because drying this wig and curling it is takes a long time. So I break it up. So I take all my stuff off at night in the shower. If I am lucky, I will put on a little bit of lotion, but that's it. Okay. So no toners, lotions, bombs, scrubs, nothing like that. No. Okay. Okay. All right. Mine is similar. Now I am a little bit older than you, so I do need to use like the old lady, like night cream. So I do put moisturizer on and things like that. However, I took my nieces out. Some of you might've seen my pictures where I was dancing on the basketball court. So I took them out for a night out with aunt Jen and at dinner, they, they're 11. Okay. They're 11 years old. They proceeded to tell me their skincare routine, which consisted of all of these things from Sephora, um, you know, bombs and like, Oh, do you use this kind of toner? Do you use this kind of thing? And they were talking about this stuff and I'm, I'm sitting there just like floored. And they're like, my mom won't let me get the, you know, drunk elephant bronzing drops from Sephora, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what are the drunk elephant bronzing drops? Anyway, then they look at me and they go, Aunt Jen, what is your skincare routine? (laughs) And I said, girls consist of Neutrogena, you know, Cetaphil, uh, uh, yeah, Cetaphil, um, you know, face like wash in the shower, Neutrogena eye makeup remover, maybe, right? Uh, CeraVe toner, and then Neutrogena moisturizer. And they just were like, really? And I said, yeah. So going back to your, going back to your word of the year, you know, less. Um, I had a whole, we had a whole discussion about maybe you don't need all those things. Right. But the kids these days are so extra. Either that, or they're going to look like amazing. No, they're 60. I mean, they're so extra with all this stuff they do. And I'm like, how do you have time with all the things? How do you have money to buy all that from Sephora at 11 years? They save up, they save up their allowance and they go buy makeup. That's the thing. That's the thing. So, okay. well, it's a different breed. I had blue eyeshadow and like juicy lips, Dr. Pepper chapstick when I was in middle school. Okay. So well, we're not the same. Hold Shop- on to, hold on, hold on to your butts because it's Stanley cups, Lululemon and Sephora. Still never own Lululemon. I know I'm going to mm. get some heat for that because I know it's good. Hey, Amazon, Amazon, Lululemon dupe. I tested it. I tested them. And 
and they're they're pretty good. Okay. They're not exactly the same, but they're pretty good. So I'll trust you. Check it out. Trust me. I'll trust you because I'm an old Navy, no, old Navy girl. You All know. right. You right. Are you ready to do this thing? I'm ready. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. My name is Jen Barkin, online sales coach at Do You Convert, and welcome to Online People Talking. This is the only podcast that is dedicated to enhancing the careers and lives of the new home online sales specialists. We'll talk about real life challenges, stories, and solutions just for you. All right. Today on Online People Talking, I am joined by the amazing online sales coach, Jesse Sucks. Hello, hello. Woo-hoo. And I want to officially on the podcast give you a happy uh three-year work anniversary oh, at D Convert. Yeah. What an awesome three years it's been. It's yeah. Nice speech, speech. What are you, my arm how, motions how, right now? How, yeah. How have these three years been for you as a coach? Um, first of all, I don't know. I can't describe it in one word. You know, usually I like to just like summarize it, but I really can't because there's so many different things that I've learned. So many different people that I've met so many different experiences that I've been able to have having been in the seat now. Um, but it's just been truly life-changing you know, coming from the front lines to now being able to help make an impact like others have made on me, it's really rewarding. So it's been amazing. It's been fun. That's awesome. What's your favorite thing about being a coach? My favorite thing, I don't know, really probably the relationships. And I know that sounds silly, but that comes naturally with having hard conversations. You know, when you had this conversation with somebody the other day who plays sports. Um, Mm -hmm. and I said, you know, you used to play sports. Who was your favorite coach? And it was never the person that was like, great job. You just got killed out there, but keep it up. You know, it was the person that was like, let's roll back the tapes. Let's look at things over again. And Mm -hmm. so to be able to have hard conversations, but watch people grow from that is so awesome. So Mm. It's not all about being a cheerleader. Sometimes you've got to be the, you got to give some tough love. You got to be the, the instructor too, and, and hold them, hold them to those challenges that you've given, given them. So I love that. And that's exciting. Yeah. And happy work anniversary to you, Jen. We share the same work anniversary. I'm telling you, February 1st. It's magical. It is. Yes. Uh, Mike shared on our internal Slack. The, uh, a video of me uh, when I first started and I said the word excited about five or six times and I'm watching that and I'm like, yeah, I'm still excited. I'm yeah. still excited to be here seven years later. Holy mm-hmm. cow. Holy cow. So, so good. We are, we are here to serve. That's what this online people talking podcast is about. We're here to serve our online sales specialists and industry. And that's, what we're in the business of doing, being successful and seeing you guys be successful. So a couple of housekeeping items. One, we have the Builder Show coming up and the Nationals Awards are going to be at the end of this month. Um, My colleague, Julie Jarnigan and myself are speaking at IBS. So we're excited. Uh, Several of the DYC team is going to be there. I think we can put... uh, in our show notes, a blog that shows you kind of where we're going to be. So if you're coming, definitely stop by and see us. Yep. 
Jesse, we have online sales Academy that just, we, we launched, we're open registrations, open, we're oh. filling seats. So when is that again? It's in April, April the 3rd and the 4th. So a yep. Thursday and a Friday for two days of in-person virtual. So it's all day. And then mm -hmm. we'll be together for an additional eight weeks with some on-demand trainings and things that you can do during or even outside yeah. of business hours. And then we'll have some one-on-ones as a team too. Yes. So, so much good stuff. And the, the national holiday, oh, February 9th, where's my sticker? I oh know. My I was just gosh. looking for just, mine. Are you in my brain? Olivia, <laughs> where did I put it? Okay. Jesse's got it. I just had my sticker and I, oh, here it is. Yes. 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 It was heartbroken for a minute. National online sales day is coming up on Friday, February 9th. We're actually going to go live. We're going to have an opt live because we want to hop on, on the ninth and just share some love. We love online sales specialists out there. So remind your leadership that it's coming up as maybe they forgot. Yeah. Um, or just take the day off. No, just kidding. Don't just take the day off, but talk <laughs> to your leadership. I hope you do something fun. Yeah. Um, Jesse, have you seen anybody do anything really cool out there that you can share? Oh, a lot. I mean, leaders who acknowledge this, they go big. I mean, yeah. Um, you know, just a lunch maybe, or even like a DoorDash of, Hey, get yourself some lunch, treat yourself to lunch, to flowers, to, um, for me, this would have been like the best thing ever, like a massage or a manicure or something like mm. that. Maybe you wouldn't invest in otherwise, but I think the coolest thing that I saw from one of the teams, because it took effort, you guys know, I've talked about this a million times. I'm an old person at heart. Like I'd rather get a handwritten note in the mail than a big present. Um, and so it took time to prepare this, but a manager got all the on-sites to shout out the OSC and yes. it's video that they put everything yes. together. And I was just like, man, that's special. So that mm. was cool too. Yes. Love it. Love it. So we look forward to celebrating with you. I think there's a blog that Olivia can put in the show notes as well. Mm -hmm. Um, with some ideas and things that we've seen in the past. We're excited. Also little teaser, we will have a special award announced on online people talking on February 9th. So you'll definitely want to tune in to that. All right, let's get into what are online people talking about right now? Jesse, this keeps coming up on my coaching calls and, and I'm getting the vibes like, hey, we are, um, we've been asked to take on some of our onsite leads back into our buckets, rework them, try to resuscitate them. You know, our on-sites aren't the best at doing lead follow-up post-appointment. So leadership has asked us to kind of get in there and see what we can do. You just wrote a blog about this. I did. Yeah. And so talk a little bit about why we don't recommend that. So just be, just be clear. We, we don't recommend online taking those leads back. Mm -hmm. So talk a little about what we've seen and why. Yeah. Taking them back, whether they're a walk-in that they've never managed before or an appointment yeah. they sent out that just didn't write a contract. And I think it comes from two different places. I don't think there's ever a time in the sales world where everything's like at an equilibrium. 
Like it's never just a straight cruise control. Either mm -hmm. it's too slow or it's too busy. And that's the bad four letter S word, but I, I said it because it's true. It just is what it is. And so if it's slow, it's like, okay, these people excel in nurturing these leads. I want to make sure that the couple of people who are like still potentially interested are getting like top tier communication. So that's the theory. Or when it's super busy, it's like, well, our on-site sales executives need to be focusing on the, the quick turnarounds, those people. So let's take the low hanging fruit and give it mm -hmm. back to sales. So like there's a premise for both situations, but neither serve the new customers coming in. So the people who have already committed their time to coming out and meeting with somebody, it doesn't make sense. And, you know, we, we talk about our funnel, the do you convert logo, the top of the funnel is people who are looking. And as they move down the funnel towards the mid, it's the appointment. And at the bottom, it's the sale. And if they're in between like the bottom to the middle and you're pushing them way back up, you're decreasing their customer experience for a number of reasons, because now they've met with somebody and either to them and their psyche, you're saying you're not worthy of, you know, my time. Let me pass you back to somebody who can hold on to you until you're ready to talk with me and ready to buy, or they just go back and they're totally confused. Like, wait, I was, I, I went out there and I met with Jen. Like, who are you? Yeah. Or, I thought I was supposed to talk to Jen. We already did the handoff process. So it messes with the, the buyer's mindset on like, who is who, and where should I go? But it also messes with your numbers and your metrics. And uh, when you talk about online sales, if you start a blended average of walk-ins coming back and setting additional appointments, or you're taking back online leads and setting be back appointments, all of your ratios kind of go out the window. So mm. and their time online sales, their time is best spent with new customers, like being able to provide a quick yeah. response to new people and get those in the door. So now we obviously have strong feelings about this. And it's not just because we feel like this is not the best use of an online sales specialist time. It's because we know because we track it. So we We've looked at this. We've, you know, we've we've got numbers to support this. And, you know, Jesse, when you know, the numbers that we have, like if we go back and we we look at the conversion of these older leads to uh appointment, it's like what, one percent or something? Well, we did a little because I was like, man, I wonder if anybody does this. Like, how do we do this? So we we took one specific builder who attempted this strategy and we tracked it because we'll try anything. Like I can, I'm yeah. a questioner by nature. Yeah. I can get behind anything as long as it makes sense. And I know why. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so one builder took, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to pull some stats from the blog, but you can find it in there as well. This builder took 15, over 1500 leads that were taken from onsite, moved back online. Mm -hmm. And of those 1500 leads, only 16 appointments were made again, all be back appointments at a 1% conversion from lead to appointment, which sucks. Um, that's not a good use of time, but from there, four sales came from it. So that's only a 0 0.02 conversion from lead to sale. So it's like, yes, we captured four more sales, but your on-site sales team can do that. And they could probably yeah. at a higher level. You see what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally no. Make sense. no, I mean, listen, and, and I, we know the whys behind why you guys might want to do this, yeah. right? Oh, I've got more bandwidth. Like I've got some time I could go in and help. I would rather you use that that extra bandwidth that you might have to train on sites, right? Mm -hmm. Be the, you know, teach them to fish, teach 
teach them to fish uh, so that they can do this themselves. Uh, you know, don't swoop it, you know, and, and the other point that Jesse made, this is a big one. Cause we're going to talk about benchmarks in a minute, but a big one is um, if you are doing this, make sure that you keep the numbers separate. You have to track this separately. If, if there's being leads given back over to you, those are not new online leads for you. Mm-hmm. Those are leads that have, you've already counted possibly in the past right? Or they're walk-in leads. You want to track that stuff completely separate from your new online leads coming in and the appointments that you're setting from those and the sales that are happening from those. So again, you don't believe me. You don't believe us. You don't believe Jesse. Track, track it, Mm -hmm. track it and see, because yeah, we're all about try anything for sure. All right. So that's a great segue into our topic today, which is Jesse, our 2023 online sales benchmarks were just released. Definitely. We'll put the link to the blog. You can go read all of the details behind that, but for, you know, we track, track three different things. We're, or actually four different things. We're looking at lead to appointment kept. We also track the show rate. So appointments made to kept, right? I made 10, nine showed up, 90%, for example. We track appointment to sale, appointment kept to sale. And then we track overall online sales contribution, right? Out of your company sales, how many were coming from online sales specialist appointments, right? Um, for the year, we looked at the results of 112 online sales specialists that reported their numbers. We looked at 35 states um, across the country, so different markets. Um, you know, over 200,000 leads, you know, collectively that we were looking at. So it was a pretty good sampling. And you know, to keep the data integrity in line, we only looked at builders that we could definitely we felt good about how they were quantifying their data. Meaning, like Jesse's saying, like they're they're keeping walk-in and online sales traffic separate. They're not combining. They're not blending those numbers. They're counting leads the same way. They're counting appointments the same way. They're counting sales the same way, right? Because not everybody does. So we want to make sure that we're giving you those. And we look at averages each month, right? What are the average numbers? And then for the year, we're kind of taking that collective average. So we're not mathematicians, but this is how we come up with those numbers. Um, so where were we at, Jesse? Let's talk about the lead to appointment. Where were we at and how was that different from 2022? Yeah. Well, the data always tells a story. You know, I yeah. always like to preface this to say, like, if if you're hearing this and you're seeing this, it's it all tells a story because if one is not in line, there's a reason. If maybe your, your lead to appointment is low, but your appointment to sale is high as a leader, you might go, okay, let me look into that. Let me see what's happening. If your lead to appointment is high and your appointment to sale is low, it's like, where's the quality what's happening. And so it all tells a story. They don't have to match up exactly to these benchmarks, especially if you're a new program, but watching the trends that happen from year to year or quarter to quarter will Mm -hmm. help you gauge the success of your program. So that was a long answer to uh, lead to appointment kept conversion was sitting at 41% compared to last year, which was 36%. Yeah. It's a pretty significant increase. Yeah. Um, 
I love seeing that. In fact, when we pull out our top, you know, this is an average of all, you know, those builders I was talking about that count everything, but these are new programs, existing programs on your lot programs. You know, it's a mix of a lot of different builders. And so when we actually pulled out our top tier, that was closer to 50%, Jesse, like we need to appointment. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think with, you know, uh, lower leads, but more quality, right? So we had, there was no surprise that we had a dip in leads overall for the year, but better quality. So less leads, better managed Mm -hmm. with more, with more bandwidth to be able to do prospecting, right? You would expect an increase in lead to appointment. Love it. I think I always like to highlight how the online sales specialist can contribute to that specific conversion metric. So when we're talking specifically about lead to appointment kept, it's all about mm-hmm. speed of response and personalization. Like that's how your online sales specialist can increase that. In addition to, of course, prospecting to capture any of the stragglers, but the bulk of your leads, speed of response mm-hmm. is the name of the game. Oh, I love where this is going. Yay. Because, because if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, where am I at? Okay. I'm not at 41%. I'm not at 50%. What can I do to increase that number, right? What Jesse's saying, yeah, speed of response, personalization. Those are two things for sure, right off the bat. Um, Okay, appointment to sale. Where were we at there? This one's my, I think my favorite one. Appointment to sale, 20% up from 18%. So we saw an upward trend and you're like, okay, 2%. What the heck does that even mean? 2% is a lot for that conversion metric. Yeah. You know, isn't it fun to go, okay, here's a fun thing you can do, right? If you're looking at your numbers and you go, okay, I'm at 18% or I'm at 15% and I want to get to 20%. What does that look like? How, if I took my current numbers and I said, okay, if actually I, if I converted 20% to sale, how many more sales would that have been for the organization? Mm. Times your average sales price, yeah. right? And you go, okay, that could have been $20 million more revenue. That would have been X amount more sales, yeah. right? And that's what you work towards, right? I get excited when when we do stuff like that. I do too, because, you know, I always bring it back to the OSCs. You've already done the work, you know, yes. you've already, all those people already in there. It's like, okay, why did, why are we, why do we have that 5% margin that we're missing? Yeah. And it's, Again, how can you change that on the front end online sales qualification of the lead? Make sure you're sending them out to the right community. Don't take their Mm -hmm. request at face value. They're on the website for two minutes at best, most of the time before they initially inquire. They haven't seen all your options. There may be something better. And then of course you're on-site preparing for the appointment. Where Where were we at overall for contribution for 2023? 47%. Okay. Which was down a bit from last year at 52%. Right. So that made sense though. Yeah. They might go, oh gosh, it's down. Right. There's a reason. Yeah. And not really that, I mean, not really that much. I mean, we saw more walk-in, you know, more walk-ins happening. Mm -hmm. We saw a lot of builders get excited and start like really pushing walk-in too. Like, oh okay, I like this. My salespeople are saying this is good. Let's start putting model open, open, houses. Yeah. <laughs> open houses, model open hours on the website, 
And so we, we kind of saw a little bit of a shift and more walk-ins, you know, more realtors going directly out there, more use of like U-tour, you know, self-touring, things like that. When you have a normal, a normal um, combination of traffic like that, you're going to see a little bit of a shift. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think it's completely normal and, and totally fine. But if you're wondering where should you be? still 50%, like we're still, we're still going for that 50% of overall sales. So let's make some predictions for 2024. Okay. Don't hold us to it, but you know, we've seen already, right. We talked about this last time already out of the gate, like pent up demand, like huge, like increase in traffic leads. Like people are like, Whoa, I'm busy. Right. And I think we'll see that continue. I think, you know, with, with rates possibly dropping, right. That we're going to see, you know, consumer confidence is getting back there feeling good. It's going to be, it's going to continue staying busy for a little while, for sure. I think too, Jen, one of the things that's playing into this and I'm all about, you know, we're nerds over here. We're, we got a <laughs> science background. And so I like to go back to the psyche of the buyer because nothing happens until you understand what's going on in their brains and, and why they're not making those mm-hmm. decisions. And um, in the years past, they did a survey and I, not, I'm not going to quote anything because I don't want to say anything incorrectly, but there was a large portion of buyers when they were surveyed on why they didn't decide to move forward with purchasing and, and one of the reasons was the fear of being viewed by their family or their peers as yeah. yet unintelligent because they're buying in a market yeah. that- Why would you buy in the height to... of the market? Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't want to seem, and now it's more normal. And so they're like, mm-hmm. okay, everybody else yeah. is doing it. I can do it. So right. I agree with you. We're tiptoeing or, or you know, we're tiptoeing back. We're feeling pretty good, right? Oh, my friend just bought a home. Okay. Like it's okay now. Yeah, I think that's a huge that that certainty, that certainty that that people are talking about. Um so again, like we saw in Q4 and and when you go look at the benchmark blogs, we have our Q4 numbers in there too. We saw in Q4 that return up to 50 plus percent. So definitely I think we think it's going to stay closer to that range moving into 2024. Um, what are a couple of areas, Jesse, that we'll just go back and forth on these Okay. things to focus on based on what we've, we've seen from the benchmarks, what people are talking about, what should we be focusing on moving into this year? Well, two of the important things I kind of already touched on, I think that are important are speed to lead and personalization. Like there's nothing that can replace the human element better than being available to our customer and catering mm-hmm. to exactly what they're asking for, because speed equals I care. If you mm-hmm. they answer the phone and I know I've had this happen, I know you've had it happen, Jen, where you answer outside of standard business hours and your customers are like, oh my gosh, I expect yeah. to get a voicemail. That experience is what helps them to trust you later down their buying journey is like, okay, they're going to be available for me. They understand me, they hear me. And there's somebody here that's going to support me. So being available, yeah. quick response and paying attention to what they want and need, not like a checklist, but let's unpack it. Let's figure it out. Let's work mm. together. I think yeah. those are really important. 
Um, I love that so much. I mean, you know, I've said speed, I think is the biggest differentiator of anything you could possibly do. So I love that. Um, here's another one. Make sure that all of your incoming lead sources are going through online sales. We've mm. seen this happen sometimes where um, like, oh, that lead source goes to this inbox over here that nobody really checks. Like nobody even like was looking at that inbox. It's like, why is that going there? Everything should funnel through to the online sales specialist dropping into the CRM, right? It can't be fragmented. So doing, you know, online sales specialist, this is on you. Like make sure you're doing lead audits. You're checking your web forms, making sure they're all working correctly. You're checking, make sure all of your calls are coming through properly. Like if something seems off, it probably is. Make sure everything's coming through. Mm -hmm. You know, with a conversion of 20% from appointment to sale, we can't let anything get past us. We have got to jump on it, right? You know, right away, we've got to make sure everything's coming through us with 50% of sales coming from online sales specialists, you guys, right? It's huge. So unpopular opinion coming in, maybe not unpopular, Ooh. but un. uh, I don't know what word I'm looking for. Hot off the press. Yeah. Big, I don't know. Um, you got to make sure you have the right OSC in place too. Because Ooh. if you don't have the person that's eager to want to capture those leads, to want to engage with those leads, to want, there's nothing wrong with that. All of our listeners, Jesse, are right. Our right. awesome online sales specialists. This is yeah. for those of you. Those, this is for the, the, the couple that are lingering like in the corner, right? <laughs> But I'm just saying, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. being curious though, because if you don't want to do it, you're not going to do it. So you yeah. have to make sure you have the right person in the seat that's eager and hungry and they want to find that stuff. And when they're told to do it, they mm -hmm. act on it immediately. There's no delay. There's just complete obedience to the program. And this next breed, I've already said this, I posted something on my LinkedIn profile. They're a different breed of online sales specialists. Like they're coming in mm. and ready to to get down. So I I'm loving what I'm seeing, but if there's even like the slightest question, it's like, okay, what do we focus on? Is this the right person? I don't mm. know. A little spicy on a Friday. For real. Well, listen, I've been talking about the word tenacious a lot too. Like you gotta be tenacious. You gotta have some grit. You gotta have some hustle. Don't give up. Don't give up. Like if you're listening to us talk about these benchmarks and you're like, oh man, like that's not where I'm at. Okay. What is it going to take to get there? What can I do? Baby steps each day, showing up, get after it. You get knocked down by, you have a bad call with a customer, whatever. It was on the phone, not in your face, hang up, move on, like put it over here. You have that salesperson that is like, man, they just, they don't value my appointments. Like I've done everything, get up, try again. It's a new day. Keep after it, be consistent, mm -hmm. right? Make it a game. Like, yeah. What am I going to do? What am I going to do to get this person to like me and listen to me? Gotta be tenacious. Fun. Yeah. Um, okay. Jesse, I got so excited. I almost spit. All right. Good <laughs> spit. Okay. Jesse, we have a video mailbag. What am Ooh, video mailbag. Let's see what we have. I'm going to share my screen. Oh my gosh. This is Audie. Oh. She has sent in a message. Let's see what she has to say. 
Hi, Jen. It's Audie here. I just had a quick question for you. With the word of interest rates dropping in 2024, what are your predictions for the lead base that we're going to be receiving in and how do we better prepare for it? Thank you so much. And I look forward to your answer. Bye. Well, she is just a bundle of awesomeness. Yes. Just um, okay. What are your thoughts? So basically she's saying, Hey, prediction is interest rates, right? Dropping pent up demand. It's going to get busier. Our leads are going to increase. What advice do you have? Uh, my advice is this is what we've all been asking for over the past year, right? Like we're all like, yeah. give me more, give me more, give me more. Yeah. Um, and so you've got to really prepare, just refresh on the basic fundamentals, follow the process, but really you might just have to like take off that diaper, put on your big girl panties and just <laughs> like, like you got to just focus. It might not fit the regular yeah. mold, but this is the busy season and you've got to capitalize on what you have. So just yeah. follow the fundamentals do all of the things and then watch it all the rest of your year falls into place because of what you're doing right now. Embrace yeah, what do it. You think, well, first I agree. Embrace it. Like yeah. bring it on. Let's go. This is an opportunity. Online sales has been training for this. You were built for this. Let's go. Um, secondly, it really is like how, how much of a lead increase are we talking about? So that's the first thing I just want to say. Yeah. If we're like, if we're starting to creep over 200, you know, 250, like if it's like, whoa, guns a blazing, hold on a second, then you do need to make some adjustments. Like one, you know, looking at not just lead counts, but where are we going as a company? Are we increasing our sales volume too? Maybe it's time to staff up. Mm -hmm. So it's like, look at, yeah, look at possibly adding to your team. Talk talk with leadership about that. And then also if it's like, okay, well, no, lead volume is just crazy high. Um, hold on. We don't feel like we need to staff up yet. Maybe you need to make some adjustments to your current process. Oh. Meaning, you know, you know, we always recommend personalized video email. But during a crazy busy spring market, use your templates you know, use a template, right? And always remember too, we hear this a lot. Um, I'm on the phone. I'm missing a call coming in. I'm rushing through that call. Ah, you know, I'm freaking out. Stop, right? The most important person that you're talking to is the person that you're engaged with at that moment. Mm -hmm. So I would rather you have a great conversation, appropriately qualify, get the appointment with that person you're talking to, then rush to get another call. And then that happened to be a warranty call. It's like, oh, crud. I just okay. rushed through that. And it wasn't even a, wasn't even a sales call for me. So just remember, like there are some things, adjustments to your tools that you can make, right? To help you through this crazy time. And we've been talking about this on the last couple of episodes, time blocking your day making sure that you're having some time in the morning before you start. I was talking with a team, Jesse, the other day that was like, yeah, we don't start until 10. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, you're starting at 10 and your phone's already ringing off the hook at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Might need to start at nine and give yourself some time in the morning to catch up on activities in your CRM and plan for the day before you go guns a blazing at 10. 
when people are calling in. So, you know, just think about some of those things that you could do to adjust, you know, when it gets super busy. I think that's a good point because you're essentially investing in yourself, whether you feel like you're not being paid to work those hours or whatever, you know, that Mm. struggle is that you're feeling, well, I'm paid to work 10 to six. It's like investing in yourself to start earlier, not only from a financial perspective in being able to provide a good level of customer experience to your company, but you're investing in yourself and your mental sanity to not feel like you're continually playing the catch-up game all day. And then at the end of the day, you're like, oh, I have all this stuff I need to get to tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and then it just goes and goes and goes. So it is an investment that you're, you're going to have to make in yourself aside from feeling like, oh, it's because I'm an employee at this company. It's like, that's the difference between just being an online sales and being an online sales specialist. Like there are two very different types of people and that's okay. Okay. Hold on. Am I spicy right now? Pause for a second. I just want you to say that again. About, Which, about the being and the be, are you, well, yeah. are you just in online sales right. or are you an online sales specialist? Like, is this yeah. your career or is this just a job? Yeah. That is the question of the day. That I is. love it. I love it. Man, just spicy today. I know. I just, would you have an enchilada? It was this haircut. I think uh, it's darling. It's absolutely darling. But I think it made me a little spicy. Made you a little spicy. I love it. All right. Well, speaking of spicy, let's do a skills check because you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Again, you got to stay sharp. You are an online sales specialist. Let's go. Okay. So our skills check this episode is speed of response. Now, in order to know whether or not you need to improve your speed of response, you need to check yourself on speed of response. So randomly select some leads in your database and look at what your average speed of response is, right? Mm -hmm. Just randomly do the, do the CRM roulette. I like to call it right. Go through, pick some non-responsive leads that have come in, look at when, you know, they registered and look at when your first point of contact with them was and see what that, that time that speed of response time is, and then get your average. The only way you're going to know whether or not you're going to improve it is if you get a benchmark or a baseline to go from. So that's Mm -hmm. the first step. That's your homework. And then how do we, what are some ideas for improving it? If you look and you're like, oh man, my speed of response is 60 minutes. Holy cow. What are you going to do to improve that? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it depends on what's going on because it you have to figure out what the issue is. Is like it like why? Yeah, why is your speed? Yeah. Yeah. Is it volume? Is it meeting? Yeah. Is it what? Like what is it? Is it just that you're not aware? Like you mm-hmm. don't not you know notified? Like you don't always carry your phone with you if you're going in somewhere or whatever? Like you've got to yeah. figure out why you might have a delay in general to be able to find a yeah. solution for it. So, um isolating that meetings are the biggest time suck. I mean, they're important to a degree, but if your phone's ringing or you've got a new lead coming in, you're hired to prioritize those leads. And so it's figuring out, okay, what makes sense? Where do I go? When do I need to be here? How long do I need to stay from a meeting perspective, but also being aware that a new lead has come in is really important. And some people, this is just me. So I'm going to tell you what worked for me is I would put, I had an Apple watch And I had my work email on my personal phone. And a lot of people go, no, 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 I'm not doing that. So if you're that type of person, don't take this advice. 
But if you are the type of person that doesn't mind that type of stuff, and you can kind of tune it out when you're off, because some people can't, you get an alert on your watch from your CRM that says you've got a new lead. Otherwise you have to be actively looking at your inbox. So that's what worked for me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What about you? Well, I mean, you hit the nail on the head is the first thing is when you do this homework assignment and you determine that you need to work on this is okay. What's causing me from not being able to be responsive. We know it's not a lack of effort, right? It's not like you're sitting around like, well, I'm not going to respond to anybody. That's (laughs) so there's usually a reason why. Yeah. And if I was a betting woman, I would say the reason is meetings. That is usually a big cause. So don't be in meetings unless it is absolutely necessary. And now the ones that are absolutely necessary come for the first five minutes, get the download or the agenda, you know, give your two cents, you get the agenda ahead of time. Hey, what are we going to be talking about this meeting? Come ask your questions, get the information and then boogie. Yeah. Right. Sales meetings come at the beginning, give your update, shake hands, kiss babies, boogie, go back to work. Right. Um, The rules don't apply to online sales specialists, meaning if you're in a meeting, you can get up and leave to take a call. Right. So when you're in meetings, you're not being responsive. I think that is probably the biggest offender. So figure out what it is. And then I like the notification thing, Jesse. I think also clear the clutter. Like Mm -hmm. make sure your inbox is like, if there's anything that can, is not necessarily important, have it go to a folder that you can then access later and just leave your inbox clutter free so that notifications for new leads are coming there. Like Mm -hmm. make sure you are getting notifications for new leads in your inbox, first of all, but like make sure that's like the main thing that's coming into you on your work email versus all the other stuff. So a couple of pointers there, but yeah, homework, figure out what your speed of response is. And then how are you going to fix it? I think last thing, Jen, I think, um, if you're a seasoned OSC and you're like, yeah, that's great in theory, but my inbox looks like Jumanji's warehouse. Um, it's okay to file bankruptcy. If like, you've got 4,000 emails in your inbox, Mm. just keep piling up. If you haven't emailed them back or called them in a month, just remove it. That's clutter for you. You know, at this point, you're never going to get back to them and make a goal of inbox zero so that you know, when things are urgent, if everything's in there, nothing's urgent. You know what I mean? Mm, That's true. Well, yeah. And, and just remember the priority is, are the new leads coming in? So if you're in the middle of doing prospecting, and a new lead comes in, you stop what you're doing and you go over and you take care of that new lead, right? Fire under your tush, get after it. Um, all right, Jesse, fire under your tush, get after it. Let's go. Let's Thank go. you so much, man. I just love being with you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining this episode of Online People Talking. You can access more online sales content by going to our website at doconvert.com or by following us on our social media platforms. You can also get regular updates by subscribing to our monthly newsletter. Thanks so much for listening today and investing in yourself. And if you have questions, please email us at show at doconvert.com. Now go get after it.